0: It's not every day we think about the role smell plays in our lives, but it's scents like sunscreen that transport us to a day at the beach, or pine that reminds us of summer camp. Sense holds many of our best memories, and perhaps no one knows this better than Sue Phillips. She's the founder of Center Prizes. I'm George Boldarki, and this is Cityscape. Sue Phillips has created fragrances for the stars. She's also helped to develop and market perfumes for companies like Tiffany & Company, Lancôme, and Elizabeth Arden. Sue is her guest on this week's Cityscape to talk about how she became a centrepreneur and how she's now helping people stricken with COVID-19 learn to smell again. Sue, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to meet you. Thank you so much.
0: So you're originally from South Africa. What brought you to New York?
1: Well, originally a vacation. Um, uh, I came here in 1976 for the Bicentennial celebration and fell in love with the energy and the dynamism and the just the ebullience of America. And I'd always wanted to actually live in London because I wanted to study acting. And actually on the way back to... Uh, South Africa from London, it, the contrast was so vivid because America was really economically depressed at that time, so very grey, very dark, and America was on holiday, so bright, so I came here um, seven months later to live and to see what, what my fortune would bring, and I was going to study acting and be an actress, and uh, Everybody said we have 20,000 out-of-work actresses, out-of-work actors, so find something else. And that's what I did.
0: Yeah, so how did you get your start in the world of Sense?
1: Well, funny enough, because I could stand up in front of people and speak, when I went to a headhunter, having had my green card, uh, he said to me, you know, what can you do? And I said, well, I love to perform and stand up with people and really, you know, speak. And he said, well, I think it'd be great in training, And he had got the search for a national training director for Elizabeth Arden. And I interviewed for the job and I got the job. And I think they liked the fact that I had an accent and the fact that I was going to be able to help inspire and motivate people to learn about fragrance uh, behind, you know, the people behind the counter. But before I did that, I had to train and study and learn about fragrance myself. And so that's really how I started in, in the training area at Elizabeth Arden and then from there I was promoted to product development and marketing and then Lancome hired me as marketing director and four years later Tiffany hired me as vice president of marketing and I developed most of Tiffany perfume.
0: And when did you decide that you were going to go out on your own and make your own sense?
1: Well when I left Tiffany to have my daughter I started consulting and I was creating and developing fragrances and brands for different companies like Burberry, Trish McAvoy, Lancaster, and really was doing a lot of consulting and product development. And then in 2008, the economy crashed and I had to rethink my whole situation. And it was then that I started to think about customization and bespoke fragrances. So really I started this in 2009. By that stage, I'd learned about fragrance. I knew what the ingredients were. I knew how to position and market and think and talk about fragrance. And I put this custom fragrance initiative together and um, we were one of the first to do it in in an affordable way because actually bespoke fragrances were usually the home of the very, very wealthy or nobility or royalty who wanted to create a fragrance and cost hundreds of thousands of pounds And this was in a much more uh, affordable way, but still very luxurious. And I've been working on it, working developing fragrances for people since 2009 or 10, and have created thousands of custom fragrances and have met some amazing celebrities and we've done corporate events and team building events, all with the idea of creating a beautiful fragrance experience and creating custom fragrances for the participants.
0: I want to talk more about your company, Centerprises, Inc., but I was also wondering if you can provide a little bit of history when it comes to perfumes and colognes.
1: Well, absolutely. You know, perfume is not new. It's been around for centuries. In fact, the word perfume, do you know what the word perfume means or where it comes from? I don't. So the word perfume is actually comes from the Latin perfumum, which means through, per fiumum, smoke. And actually in the ancient Egyptian rituals, they would make sacrifices to the gods and they would put on an altar of wood all the elements that they wanted to offer to the gods. And so they would do these religious ceremonies, they would take these elements that they wanted to offer to the gods and they would burn the elements and the wood and the altar. And through the perfume wafting into the air, through the aromas wafting, it was through the smoke wafting, Came the name perfume, perfumon. And that was the start. You know, it was started off in religious ceremonies. And then throughout the ages and throughout the lands and throughout the centuries, fragrance has been used in religious ceremonies. So from the Egyptians, and the Romans, the Greeks, the Macedonians, all of these cultures and all of these people started to use fragrance in a religious setting. In fact, in the 13th century, they had these beautiful um, incense holders and they would burn galbanum the, with the incense holders and the fumes of the galbanum were waft out as a sign for sinners to come back to the church and repent. So that was really the start of perfumery.
0: So talk to us more about Centerprises Inc. and how your company operates.
1: Well... I had never really thought about having a business, but when I left Tiffany to have my daughter, I started consulting. And, you know, at that time, there was quite a few consultants and everything was, you know, Jane Smith Enterprises or Tom Brown Associates or blah, blah, blah Enterprises. And I thought, well, you know, Susan Phillips Enterprises sounds very boring. And one morning around, I get very good ideas creatively, four or five in the morning. what kept on going around in my head was Scent Enterprises, Scent, scent, scent Enterprises. And I came up with Senterprises as my company name. So, And I think that really typifies and epitomizes what I do. I'm in the Scent world and I'm enterprising. And then I came up with, uh, you know, I do sentertaining events. I'm a Sentrepreneur. And I end my email sent for. So Centerprises was really, you know, I started out trying to really, you know, I was just, I was working from home because I had my baby and I didn't want to quit working. And I just started doing consulting and thankfully quite a few companies hired me. Uh, Burberry's was one. I created and developed the Burberry fragrance under the name of Society by Burberry's. Uh, then I created a fragrance brand for Trish McAvoy. Uh, I did a lot of consulting for Avon and really product development, marketing, branding, and all aspects of fragrance development. Also, I did a lot of ambiance scenting, working with some of the casinos in Las Vegas about creating fragrances to diffuse through the air conditioning system so that originally the the fragrance in the casinos started out because they wanted to get rid of the smoke odors because everybody was smoking in the casinos and everything was very smoke-oriented, and so as a way to refresh the air, they thought, let's put some you know um, uh, uh, fragrance and odor-neutralizing initiatives into there. And finally, somebody said, well, if we do odor-neutralizing, let's put a fragrance. So actually, it's called scent branding, and many of the companies are utilizing scent branding for their stores, for their hotels, their spas, and their casinos. So. And you know, and then um, last year because of COVID, um, everything changed. My business changed. I was not doing any corporate events any longer or team building events because I couldn't do any of these big gatherings. So I wrote my book during the pandemic, and that is now called uh, the, Perf- the Power of Perfume: How to Choose It, Wear It, and Enjoy It. And now. I am helping people who lost their sense of smell through COVID. So, you know, what is my business? It's everything to do with scent.
0: Definitely want to talk more about how you're helping people with COVID. But I also want to know what's involved with making a scent. What's involved with making a fragrance?
1: Making a fragrance is really involved. It is both an art and a science. So the scientific aspect comes from understanding ingredients and understanding what ingredients can be combined. And it's also learning about organic chemistry because perfumers have to really understand organic chemistry. And I am not a perfumer. I've never studied organic chemistry. So I I never call myself a perfumer, but I do call myself a fragrance designer because I understand how to what elements and what ingredients and what blends would go well together to create the ultimate objective of either a beautiful, fresh, florals, vibrant fragrance or something smoldering and sexy or something very feminine or woodsy. So the idea is that perfume um, making is very um, complex. You have to know about organic chemistry. You have to know which molecules to put together and how to do it. And then the aspect of really blending a fragrance, there's all kinds of diluents. So you can't just put ingredients together and hope for the best because they'll be cloudy, they might not mix. You know the old adage, oil and water don't mix? Well, it's the truth. Oil just will not mix with the water. And so you have to figure out how to dilute the ingredients and what ingredients will work to, in others to get a beautiful-looking fragrance and which, which oils and which dil, like, diluents. Uh, liquid that helps the oils and water dilute so that it becomes a beautiful fragrance. So it's very complex. And perfumers can actually study for years and years and years. Uh, I'm very fortunate that I do have a good nose. Uh, I'm able to identify fragrances. I'm able to help people, even just by looking at them and giving, taking my scent personality quiz, decide and determine what olfactory family they like.
0: How do you do that?
1: Well, I think for me, Having done this now for so long, it's really intuition and it's expertise. I actually developed a scent personality quiz, which is on my website. And it's a lifestyle quiz. So it's got nothing to do with fragrance, really, except there's one question that talks about, you know, which aroma do you like? Do you like the smell of fresh air? Do you like the smell of fresh cooked bacon, The fresh, cooked, baked bread. Do you like the smell of old books, or do you like the smell of fresh cut green grass? Other than that, it's really a lifestyle questionnaire, and based on the answers, it reveals whether they like fresh, floral, woody, or spicy fragrances, and whether that's the family that they like. And then um, I get the results, and I create a fragrance, and it's it's worked quite well. I mean, I can. I think it's, it's part intuition, it's part psychology, it's part being aware of people, it's being part being a, a consumer. I can really, t- and it's also part of you know, people's culture, a lot of cultural differences. For instance, the South Americans love very dark, deep, floral, spicy fragrances. The Europeans, the Europeans like a lot of florals. Men happen to like uh, florals, European men. Scandinavians like something very light and fresh. The Middle East loves something very oud, heavy oud and incense. So it's really interesting that over the years, I've sort of absorbed this and I understand it and I'm able to impart my knowledge and it seems to be working.
0: Now you've created scents for celebrities. Can you drop names or no?
1: Sure. <laughs> uh, Jamie Fox, Katie Holmes, Zendaya, Susan Sarandon, Uh, I was so happy to have met Cicely Tyson last year at the Oscars, and she was just a gem. Uh, Marsha Gay Harden, uh, a wonderful guy, Abba Babatunde, he's in SWAT, and he was the one who said, Sue, I love rose flower. He said, and it's on my website, he says, you know, I love rose flower, and I feel very, very empowered and... You know, he's, he's a big guy and you would think that he wouldn't like flowers, but he said, I, the reason I love this, it speak, He says, it speaks to me.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask you the question, why is it important to have your own scent?
1: I don't know if it's important, but it's very compelling. In other words, when somebody wears a fragrance that's been created for them and they kiss and hug somebody and somebody says, oh, you smell amazing. What is it? that compliment gives you such a boost of confidence, of feeling uplifted, of feeling special, of feeling, wow, I can, I can conquer the world. Because getting a compliment about the fragrance you wear sets you apart. In other words, you're not smelling like everybody else. You know, All the other people are smelling the same old, same old, same old celebrity or designer fragrance it really makes you feel special. And so this whole idea of customization and individuality really helps people feel terrific and feel confident and reflect their individuality, and their personality. So it's become a real trend. You know, when I first started 10, 11 years ago, and I uh, opened my perfume studio, which at the time I called the Centarium, people said, what are you doing? Tupperware parties for perfume? And they laughed at me. And now customization is so hot, and especially today, with social media, you know, everybody's taking selfies on TikTok and Instagram, and everybody is a brand, so they can really reflect who they are through social media. So why not through your own fragrance?
0: I guess that said, people can create a unique scent for a special occasion, like a wedding, right, to help remember that day and to set the tone.
1: Yes, I mean a bridal, a bride, and a bridal couple. Uh, they do a lot of these uh, fragrance experiences and fragrance bridal events uh, because a bride is, feels so special on her day. So she looks special. She has a beautiful dress. It's her day. Why not have her own beautiful bespoke perfume and the, uh, the, bride, the bridegroom too.
0: So people can come to you and make their own scent.
1: They can come to me and make their own scent. They can also do it online. Uh, they can also do it through Zoom.
0: And I would imagine that during the pandemic, that became very important.
1: Yes. And also the feeling of being uplifted. You know, everybody was home. Uh, so many people didn't go out. So many people didn't get dressed. You know, everyone was in their PJs and their sweatsuits. And uh, just the idea of lighting a candle to make you feel, you know, comforted and, and be uplifted and wearing a fragrance that makes you feel happy, I think was really important. And so many people did.
0: Along with creating the scent, what goes into naming the scent? I'm often baffled by the names of scents when I see them on the cologne, uh, the perfume section of the store.
1: Well, you know, that's all to do with branding. Um, What's interesting is I, I have actually been an adjunct professor at both FIT College and LIM College. And I do a whole marketing course my students about marketing not only the first part is all about the fragrance and the product development and making the second part is all about marketing and marketers have to be consistent so depending on the positioning of the brand or the fragrance or whatever it is you know coming up with a name or first of all coming up with a concept you know what is the concept and then every element has to be consistent with the concept. So you have, I have the sort of fragrance wheel that I call the, um, the wheel of success, the wheel of fortune. And I have all these different areas of the packaging, the marketing, the branding, the advertising, the pricing, the distribution, the PR all has to tie in and the name has to tie in. So if you have a fragrance, let's say, called sunshine, what kind of packaging do you think that should be? Yellow. Okay, what kind of fragrance do you think it should be?
0: I want to say sunshiny, but I don't Okay, know what so that means. citrusy,
1: light and bright. So, if, if the fragrance yes. sunshine is marketed in a very bold black carton and it's a very dark fragrance, it would be totally inconsistent. So, everything to me has to tie into being consistent, but all the elements have to work together. And then, you know, there are some of these sort of esoteric names. That sometimes could work too. For instance, Hagendas for ice cream. Hagendas was a made up name. And they loved the idea of having some kind of a, a Swedish kind of name with the umla and all these little funny names and funny letters. And it was a made up name, but it had the positioning of very rich, creamy, like say Swedish ice cream, very different and very exotic and very unique. And so it cooled down. But actually, the name was just a made-up name. So there are often times you make up a name, but if it ties into the concept and the packaging and everything else is consistent, it could be quite, quite, you know, it could be very successful.
0: Let me ask you this question. How much is enough? Because sometimes I think people might put on a little too much.
1: Well, that also goes back to chemistry. So how much is enough? If a fragrance really suits you, if a fragrance has been made for you and it ties into your body chemistry, then it will blend with your body chemistry. And as you walk and as you go about your day and as you walk around, it'll start to diffuse and it'll be very complimentary. When it's too much and it's so, you know, way, way, way too... um, um, Bold, and it just doesn't suit the person is when somebody might wear a fragrance that wasn't made for them, it might've been made for a celebrity or a designer and it's very popular. And it might be the scent de jour that everybody else is wearing, but it might not suit you. And so it might just be way too much. And so what happens is the people around you say, oh, please, too much. So it, it really, you know, there's so many things that go into fragrance.
0: What's your scent, Sue?
1: So, of course, um, I used to love commercial fragrances when I was starting out in the industry. And I love some of the classics, a uh, beautiful Galen fragrance, Mitsuko, I loved. I loved a Sonia Riquiel fragrance called Septian Seven Scent. I also loved a fragrance called Cabochard, which was a beautiful classic fragrance, and then Cabotine. So I've actually created my fragrance blend out of my 18 blends. I have 18 blends. And what I wear for me is a really beautiful combination of very lively, bright, sparkling, fresh greenness, the smell of fresh cut cut grass, fresh cut grass, with a gorgeous exotic rose, a gardenia, sandalwood, and a beautiful sheet. So it's very rich, it's very bold, uh, I'm, you know, I'm tall I'm bold. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a little shy, retiring person. So I like something that's going to reflect who I am. And it's interesting. Pre-COVID, when I would wear the fragrance, people would say, "What are you wearing?" Then, of course, everyone's wearing masks, so they couldn't smell it anyway. And now people are coming back, so I'm getting back to wearing my my perfume blend.
0: Have you named it, or it's just called Sue?
1: Well, it's it's just part of my blends. I haven't named it because right now, what I'm trying to do now is I want to start developing my own Sue Phillips collection of fragrances. So the fragrances that I have, I've created and developed and they're beautiful, but it's part of my sensory journey, if you will. It's part of creating a custom fragrance for individuals. And of course I have my own and I wear that, but I think my next sort of stage is to really start a Sue Phillips collection of fragrance it could be one it could be two it could be three i don't know um, but just to develop a connection of fragrances that i love that reflect who i am that hopefully people would like to buy because they could tap into my expertise and the fact that i know so much about fragrance um, hopefully they will like it. You know, they might decide, no, they don't want to wear a suit for fragrance. They want to wear their own and that's okay too.
0: Now, you mentioned that you're working with people who've been stricken with COVID-19. How are you working with them specifically? What are you doing?
1: Well, what's happened is, and it's, it's very, very emotional because people now are realizing how critical it is to have their sense of smell. And when they've lost it, they realize how... Devastating it is. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how it happened, but one of the things that I say to people is that, you know, we have never been taught to smell. It's an automatic response. From the second we're born, babies smell, and babies can recognize their mother through their olfactory sense. So throughout our lifetime, we never think about smell. We never think about, can we smell, can we not smell? Does something smell good or bad? It's only when something smells really bad that say people say oh it smells awful so what's happened with COVID is one of the symptoms they've lost this sense of smell and taste and one of the TV companies wanted to profile me for my book I just launched my book and they were coming to my perfume boutique to do an interview and they said Sue you know can you comment on people who've lost this smell who have anosmia?" I said well maybe. They said, can you help somebody? I said, well, I don't know. Well, let's try. So they brought this woman called a long hauler into the studio and I'd never met her. And it was just a live TV thing. And I took her on my fragrance journey and I explained to her the different blends. And after about the fourth or the fifth or the sixth one, she was able to smell. And by the 10th one, She really got it. She could identify it as a beautiful vanilla. She got so emotional. She said, I I cannot believe I'm smelling something so beautiful. She teared up. I teared up. The the producer, production guy, you know, everyone was in tears. But it goes to show how powerful it is. And so that was the start of this work that I've been doing for two months. Inside Edition Sword, the New York Post, People Magazine, da, 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 so many different TV people have seen it. And I had a woman actually fly in this morning from South Carolina. Uh, she had called me, she had seen a couple of the articles or the TV clips. And she said, I'm devastated I have not been able to smell since last December last March. So she's also in the 14 month um, era. And it was just so powerful.
0: You're getting emotional yourself yeah. right now talking about it. Yeah.
1: Because she said, I cannot believe what I've, what I've missed. I've missed so much. And it's so beautiful to smell things. And, you know, look, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist. I tell everybody there are no guarantees. I cannot make any guarantees. I just don't know. But when somebody has that kind of reaction, it's, it's quite extraordinary. And I'm, I'm very thrilled that I've been able to help people. And yes, I am emotional.
0: <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about your new book, The Power of Perfume, how to choose it, wear it, and enjoy it. What can you tell us about that?
1: Well, it's, it's, a, it's a fun read. Um, I think it's a, it's a it, it, uh, this is a this is tear. Um, It's really a compilation of all the articles and the magazine uh, articles that I've written and the questions that people have asked me over the years about fragrance, how to wear it, what are the different concentrations, what's the difference between perfume and eau de parfum, um, what are the ingredients, uh, what's the history, fragrance through the decades. Uh, I've even got some pictures there of some of the celebrities I've had. And this woman actually who came this morning, she said, I've got your book and I've read it and I love it because it's so interesting, it's not heavy, it's not overburdened with so many facts and numbers, but it's so interesting to read. And I think that is really sort of what I wanted to achieve with this book I didn't want it to be a heavy tome I didn't want it to be filled with numbers and I just wanted to talk about the beauty of the magic of fragrance and the power of perfume because now I know about the power of perfume and I'm hoping that people will get to enjoy it and learn something even certain facts about you know just the word perfume where does the word perfume come from what does sillage mean? It's that trail when a woman or a man walks by and you smell their fragrance and you wanna follow them. That's called sillage, S-I-L-L-A-G. It's called the trail, you know, the, it, when you have a motorboat and the motorboat goes by and the, the waves part, it's the, the, the waves. So it's called the sillage. So little, little tips and little anecdotes that I think are fun and people will find interesting.
0: So before I let you go, let's see if we could get a little help from myself here in finding my fragrance. You talked to me for about thirty minutes or so. Help me out.
1: I don't even know where you live. Where do you live, by the way?
0: I live in Yonkers.
1: Oh, Yonkers! I was going to say California. Why did I think you California? <laughs> no, I'm in New York. Because you look, you look kind of, you know, casual with your chair. I would say that I would say that you would like something very. Sort of fresh and sporty. I don't think you are into the heavy woods, the woods or the spicy. I say you're fresh, you're sporty. You like something a little um, uh, refreshing, but elegant. Not too, um, not too like the the fragrances that are very like you're not an ax guy, but you like you like a very elegant, refreshing fragrance that could be a little outdoors, a little sporty but not heavy.
0: You're good, Sue. You're good. Sue Phillips, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you so much. Enjoy yourself and smell well and smell awesome.
0: Sue Phillips is the founder of Centerprises. More info at centerprises.com. And that's it for this week's Cityscape. My thanks to producers Maddie Bristow and Madison Colombo. Our music is courtesy of bensound.com. I'm George Boldarki. Thanks so much for listening.